Talk Show. With Zach and the Professor on 107.9, the fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079 as we come at you from one of our favorite hangouts. The Fan Cave? The anheuser Bush. Yes. The Ultra Fan Cave? Yes. Well, you didn't, didn't want to say it? You looked at say me it. like I was crazy. Well, I thought you were going to say it. One of I our favorite to places it. to this hang out. And then it was dead air. I thought we were right back to where we were before the show started. <laughs> You know that leaving the yards on when there's a when good there's a big five gap seconds of dead, dead air. air. Yes. It just warms the people up. It does. So anyway. It warms the cockles of my heart. Glad to have folks join us. We appreciate you joining us. I'm stoked today. Robert Cochran's coming on with us in 25, Former 28 minutes. Former co-host of leaving the yard. I wonder if now, he, when he gets his Hall of Fame induction. I wonder where we're going to be on the list. I think that will be Come on the list. I'm going to ask him. I think he'll say he'll chuckle, <laughs> but he'll go, I probably won't mention that. So I think you put that up high. Now, in the annals of leaving the yard, yes. uh, it's been you, I, for several years, Cochran. Yeah. Now, Little D yeah. did the show yeah. with you for a while. Boston. Uh, Del Giorno. Yeah. Boston did the show. Now, how come Boston gave up the gig? Were you working him too hard, or he just couldn't put up with you on a semi-daily basis? Yeah, I don't remember why he gave up the gig. Why did he give up the gig? I have no idea. I remember you. Oh, I think he was he was starting to have some health issues. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what that was. That's what that was. Well, that was he from was... being in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was from being on there with you. Uh, he, he was having some health issues, and, and it's not easy to get away. Stay staying on there with Chuck Zach for. Are you kidding me? Time. So you've had I'm a dream. You've had uh, several co-hosts yes. leaving the yard. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, what did you call it when it was you in Boston leaving the yard? With oh, it's always leaving the yard. Jay Bowen. No, there was no Jay. We just we dropped Zach and Jay we dropped the Zach and the Professor part. We just meant uh, so just leaving the yard. That was always your fault anyway. The whole what professor. What was my the, fault? You the one that coined the professor term. It's recognition. People know you by that. I get no. called a professor all the time. <laughs> hey, professor. I'm like, that's not me. That's the other guy. That's actually your, it, it's your calling card. Ah, uh, yeah. It's better than the other ones I've heard you call. Yes. Well, so you I, ought to take that I only one. get called Chuck Zach. Yeah, because so, well, yeah, nobody knows my name. But all that said, uh, <laughs> it wasn't uh, leaving the yard with uh, – No. Chuck. Now, what were you off, like six weeks before you decided to come back? Or was it even that long? It wasn't a month? that long. It was about a month. <laughs> so basically you just took a month off and – I didn't, it was an unintentional month off. <laughs> I made the biggest mistake I could make. What's that? I listened to the show and I wasn't <laughs> on it anymore. <laughs> it was so bad. I'm like, all right, I'm coming back. Yeah. It was the day there was a four-year-old kid on the show. That's when I decided it's time to come back. Bob's grandchild was that? No, up? no. He had some. <laughs> he had a guest who was like four years old. I'm like, That's it. I'm all back. Right, all right. I'm Can't just do checking. it. But uh, either way, I remember your daughter mocking you, saying that didn't last long. No, it did not. That's yeah. pretty much the way it works. Speaking of, uh, of mocking guests, you? no, we were. I, I got to make sure we kind of keep people apprised on who we've got, so you schedule your life around us. Obviously, <laughs> today, today <laughs> tomorrow, former Mayor James Bramlett's on at five thirty. Um, next Wednesday, Texas High softball coach Chelsea Slider makes her first appearance. Now, she got an interim tag on her, or she... Well, we're going to find that out next right, we'll week. we'll ask Chelsea. And, uh, of course, then next Thursday, we have uh, Chase Brewster in. All right. So we got a full lineup. I'm, I'm, Tuesday, I haven't uh, I haven't played with yet. I haven't nailed it down. No, yet. I mean try. You will. I don't know. I may not. Hey, um, let me share something. Um, obviously, we, we talked about it during the baseball game Monday night. Yep. I don't know if we've mentioned on here since then. We I mentioned not. it this morning about uh, Chop's wife passing, Chop Buchanan, who's been a friend of this show for 20 years. Sideline guy for you old side people. Sideline guy was how he used to call in and be a part of the presentation. 
he's been doing uh, Kirk and Company with me on Thursday mornings for, I don't know, a couple of years now, however long that presentation has gone on. Way too long. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Chop lost his wife this week. and uh, Monday. Her, this past Monday. Uh, and uh, services for Vanessa uh, are going to be, uh, let's see, on March 4th, that's Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Okay. Out at uh, Mount Orange Baptist Church. And uh, that's 2510 West 10th Street. And then uh, visitation will be the same location Friday evening from 5 to 7. So uh, if you're friends with CHOP, uh, certainly, or the family, uh, you want to pay your respects and and give your love to the family. I told him I would let people know that the services uh, Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, Mount Orange Baptist, and then visitation the evening before, same location from 5 to 7. Yeah. It's it's been a tough uh, year, so yeah. Well, that's she waged a, a brave battle with yep. cancer for an extremely long time, and um, so give the family your love, and that's the time and location which you can do so. If you can't be there, send some thoughts that yeah. way because uh, it's as you said, it's a tough time, and it's uh, it's it's never easy. I think yeah. uh, we're doing a, a lunch on. Uh, on uh, Sunday, I sent you an email today, but oh, they were doing did? a lunch on Sunday for uh, for Aaron. Okay, they're uh, Vanessa and, and Chop's daughter. I got an email. When'd you send that? After you left. <laughs> okay. My email comes all the time. It doesn't. You don't have to just be sitting there to get one. It's like you get it right now if you look at your phone. If you got your email set up on your phone, you can get I, one I right don't. now. Well, therein lies a problem. <laughs> but you have an email that's been sent to you. Okay. All right. Thank you for the. Help. You're welcome. All right. I will respond accordingly. Yeah. Uh, since you're throwing out LE stuff, uh, there are certainly uh, games on the schedule for tomorrow that are probably not going to happen because uh, the weather is uh, kind of a deal. Yeah, they, and yeah. so I think Thursday's games are probably all going to get washed out. We got uh, the Weather Channel in the neighborhood, and um, as my wife said when I was driving in, anytime like Cantori or those guys are in your neighborhood. Yeah. That's a bad They're sign. They're not just wanting to hang out. They're looking for some uh, yeah. video. Yeah, and they don't want sun. No. They don't care about nope, sunshiny nope. days. They're looking for a great I've spring day. I've never seen Cantori at the beach. No. <laughs> so they're probably uh, as an indication that we're going to get some uh, heavy-duty stuff yeah. tomorrow. Mainly tomorrow evening, but all day I think we're going to get rain. Yeah, so the uh, border battle from Texas High's campus as well as LE's uh, campus probably are not going to happen tomorrow. I haven't heard anything definitive but with all that's being said, I doubt schools are going to come in from wherever it is to drive here. They're talking big winds and yeah. a lot of rain and all kinds of, of crazy stuff. So uh, if you were expecting to see baseball or even get it on the radio tomorrow night, probably not. I think Keith's doing the Texas High game uh, here on Friday afternoon slash evening. I don't know what time they're moving games around, but I think the Tigers are the last game. you bump us off Friday? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even though we aren't doing the show, we're going to actually lay it out as though we were baseball yeah. has superseded us once yeah. again. Um, along those same lines, uh, Arkansas has uh, Doc Walker relays already canceled. They've already. Did you get that from the track coach? <laughs> no, I did not. That's not funny. That's mean spirited. No, that's with love. I said coach, that with love. Coach Harper. Didn't make it this morning. I told Coach Outlaw we'll try to get her on another time. You know, the funny thing is, Coach Outlaw sent me on Monday. I reached out to Coach Outlaw. Usually I don't reach out till Tuesday. That was probably what messed the whole thing probably. up. Probably. Usually uh, I don't reach out till Tuesday about this time when yeah, I realize, oh, I got a show. in my hand means so, But Monday I reached out to Coach Outlaw. I said, You're going to be able to get me somebody this week. Uh, well, first he sent me the address to the station. And, really? And I responded, yes, sir. And he goes, oh, I meant to send that to the coach. Uh-oh. <laughs> and so then he responded, uh, Coach Harper, girls track coach. Well, I don't know Coach Harper. And still don't. And I still don't, but I didn't know if it was a male or a female. Yes. <laughs> I didn't have a first name. Coach. I knew. What else do you need? Yeah. It's coach. Yeah. And we don't know. Well, that was fine, except right. for 
you know, as it worked out, uh, Coach Harper couldn't make it this morning. No, but so. you almost had a, a surprise guest, which I think is so cool. I did. We've had passerbys before. Yeah. We've had call-ins from people that didn't mean to call us, and we put them on the yeah. air, and it's the best stuff. Yeah, some of our you better You blew work. this today. Well, no, they were a guest down at, You're not here in the mornings. I try not to be, no. The, the 7 o'clock shows around here are oftentimes blind dates. Someone's I just love gonna, that. Someone's going to show up you've never met before. Uh, oftentimes, if Dawn's here, she brings people around. Say, hey, can you do a segment with so-and-so's here? Promoting? Car washing them, as they yeah, say. doing them car wash at 7 right. a.m. And so a lot of times these are people I've never met. Speaking of a subject that I may or may not know a lot about, but I tend to so be So like any other day. <laughs> But this morning, the lady, I go to the door at 715 expecting the softball coach, I mean, a track, a track coach. coach. Yes. And I asked the lady, I, I thought I was clear saying, coach. Uh, so No, you're missing the point that when you went to the door, there's a lady standing yeah, outside the door. There and her, her daughter. And right. I said, coach, you try coach, coach Harper. And she must have misunderstood me. And she smiled and said, yes. And she said, my <laughs> daughter ran track. See? And I said, okay. And we're walking back here. And as we're talking, I realized she's not the track coach. She's a lady who's supposed to be down on the the other 107, 107.1. You should have put her on for a segment and played her up as well, though she was the coach. I could have. But that and to see how like she squirmed out of that. It would have been mean-spirited. Oh, that's exact, it's entertainment. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, how did you decide to build the program? Man, how do you train them? Mention, Les was probably planning on a segment with her. He morning. probably had Coach Harper in there. That's probably what was going now, on. If I had gone down there and found Coach Harper, <laughs> I, I, I would have figured out something. Yes. But I didn't. So. Either way, we were fine. It's the hijinks that happens in this crazy mess in the world of morning. <laughs> world of radio All you right. never know we're gonna take a time out it's about 12 and a half after five we're o'clock talk some sports yeah we'll do that too uh, reminder uh, robert cochran coming up uh, the former liberty Isle leopard at some point in time hall of famer with leaving the yard under the resume now the coach at winsboro he's going to be joining us in about uh, 18 minutes so we'll take the time out we'll come right back we'll get a little sports out of the way and we'll get ready for cochran here at 5 30 you listen to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor on the Fan 1079. Ooh, All right, 15 after 5 o'clock. Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor 903. 903- 735-9905. That's the number here inside the Michelob Ultra Fan Cave. And, uh, again, Robert Cochran coming up here in about 15 minutes as we talk Winsboro basketball. They're getting ready for an appearance in the uh, state tournament, the Final Four, against a familiar foe from a yeah, year ago. Unfortunately, drew the same card he drew a year ago, but we'll talk to Robert about well, it. Well, he drew Fairfield in the finals last year. Yeah, but he gets him in the he, semis That's what I mean. He's, he's still, he's got to play the Brackens girl, so. Yes. Anyway, yeah. he'll tell us all in a couple of minutes. Uh, Razorback basketball last night. Yeah. They have, have to talk about that. Well, they've done exactly what five games ago we were thinking they would do. They won their games against a bad Georgia and a about the same as them, Florida, at home. They went on the road, were right there with Bama, played better than, than Alabama for a half. Alabama couldn't make a shot. It was horrible watching Alabama shoot well, they're playing the other with day. guilt these days. <laughs> Do what? They're playing with guilt these days. Well, I don't think they were at the moment. Well, you don't think they feel guilty that they're playing Miller? Well, I don't know. Why? The man brought a gun to a murder. I know. He didn't pull the trigger. He he's he not he's not been, to the murder. He's son. not been arrested. He's not been charged. Why wouldn't he be playing? When law enforcement steps in, decides he did an illegal thing. Well, that's a different animal. Yeah, then he's not playing anymore. At the moment, he's in this country still innocent until proven guilty. I'm not saying he deserves to go to jail. Well, then I'm why would? Alabama feels guilty no, for playing. I don't playing think him. they played. Why would they feel guilty? Now, what they did was in the uh, in the pregame the pat down, which 
for those who don't go to ball games, we see it all the time. There's always some guy on the bench who never really plays. He's a spare, typically. Yes, who's typically the prop for the starters, and he does something weird. They got a weird handshake with one. Fancy high or handshake or down low or whatever. In Miller's case, they had the the pat down. Yeah, which I they've used before apparently, but shouldn't have probably used on this day in light all the things that had come out. So I don't think they're embarrassed or playing him. Because at the moment, I still think he hasn't been charged. When it, when he's charged, I think it's going to be a different thing. But he hasn't been charged at the moment. Anyway, they played great. The Razorbacks played really well for the first half. Looked like they were going to blow Alabama out. And then played like they typically do on the road. Over. Yeah, he played well. <laughs> they, he has those last couple of games. The Razorbacks stopped playing well. I mean, the bottom line is, Bama's good when he's good on the floor. When he's good, they're good. Yeah. And then it's last not that night, he's some spare, mm-mm. which if he was a spare, he wouldn't be playing. No, he wouldn't be playing at all. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I'm well aware. He's he's going to be one and done anyway. Yes, he's a he'll one be, and done guy. He'll be a top five draft choice in the yeah. NBA in the, in the summer, and he'll be gone. But nonetheless, Arkansas then had Tennessee last night it's at a, Tennessee. It was a typical Rick Barnes physical ball club. And they're going to make it difficult to shoot the ball, and that's not what Arkansas does well anyway. Yeah, so they lost badly last night. Yeah. Any of the goodwill they they probably got against Alabama on Saturday, they lost last night. Yeah. So now they're down to this. Kentucky in Fayetteville on Saturday. That's a winnable ball game. I agree, but Kentucky's gotten better in the I last agree. month. This isn't the Kentucky of – Six weeks ago. It's no. a better ball club. Yes. And so you've got Kentucky coming into Fayetteville. And if the Razorbacks, we've talked about this before. Before all of this, the idea probably was you're going to have to win two games in the Southeastern Conference Tournament to secure a berth in the uh, field of 64, 68, whatever it is now. But they're capable of doing it. Oh, I agree. Yeah. De- I, de- it, well, depending on the draw, yes, and it's not in Fayetteville. It's so not you're in have Fayetteville. To win on the road yes. on a neutral site, but you're still going to have to go away from from uh, Fayetteville to win. And I don't I know agree. they've got it in them. Well, we'll see. It's tough when you're dependent on a freshman to carry you, and, well, but Alabama is. <laughs> it's yeah, working. That's exactly. Good for them. And then in today's game, they're almost all depending on a freshman to carry them. Yeah. There's some teams that are older. I know. And they're the ones of the world. They're the ones that are going to make a lot of noise in the tournament. Speaking of noise in the tournament, I didn't even pay attention to this until last night, and I'm flipping, and I get Shaka Smart and number six Marquette on my TV, who won the the Big East outright. I didn't even recognize Shaka. He doesn't look the same. Yeah, because he's got hair, doesn't he? Yes. And wins. He's got well, hair and he wins. He had wins at Texas. He just didn't have conference championships, which yeah. tend to go to Kansas. Yes, they do. Although the Longhorns can fix that. They got a TCU tonight. They've got to beat TCU and beat Kansas. Okay. TCU's in, in Austin tonight, aren't they? Well, or is I, thought, it in Fort I Worth? thought they had a good forward. Oh, well, that may yeah. be problems. Texas loses Kansas so as the conference They got Kansas champ. at home. Yeah, well, if Texas loses tonight, Kansas is the conference champion. Well, you know, they don't do better than the women did the other night when they went out there and spit the bit against Baylor the other night. All they had to do was beat Baylor, and they were going to be college champions for the first time in forever. That'll be next year. Yeah, well, we'll see. But either way, uh, no, I'm happy for Shaka. He's a good dude. Never was a problem down there. And, no, he wasn't a problem. Yeah. He just never – well, they he build him up to be an awful. He didn't live lot. up to. Well, right. he was the hot coach. Yes, he was, and he never lived up to yeah. that. And uh, it's a lot tougher to win in the Big Twelve. He's winning in the Big East. Yeah, it's easier to win in the Big East. And yet, I'm wondering, Marquette's sitting at six, which means they probably are going to be a two seed. One would think, lest they go into their conference and, and spit the bit, get kicked out early. They go through and win the Big East Conference Championship. As well as the the, the uh, tournament championship, as well as the the uh, regular season championship, makes you wonder if they don't sneak their way up into a one no. seed. I don't know. No, Houston for sure. No. Kansas and or Texas will be two. Who are the other? Alabama three. If Kansas goes in, and let's say they one wins the conference, one wins the tournament. 
Kansas and Texas. Yeah. All right. Then they're both going to be ahead of Marquette. Okay. Did you hear Dickie V just going crazy about the Big 12 this weekend? No, but he's gone crazy for he's the last 40 for, years. He, he called it the best basketball conference in 20 years. In 20 years. All right. Yeah, he said it's been 20 years since there was this deep a basketball conference. He said eight teams are going to get into the tournament, and it should be nine. I don't see anybody from the Big East being a number one seed. Okay. I, I think Bama or Tennessee will be ahead of them. I, oh, I agree with that. That's why I said Bama yeah. would be one. Yeah. Kansas would be one. Houston will be one. And I, I think Who's Tennessee the other could one? be the other one. Tennessee right? could be. Texas just, could be. But if and, either one of them have first round outs and Marquette goes and course, through. The mothership is now building up Duke again. Oh, for God's sakes. Did you see the big article on them today? I on the did not see it, and I don't. First um, ACC coach to win every game at home. A big deal. I'm just telling you, they're going to build up their product. It's not a great conference no, anymore. No, it's not. Those days are long gone. I agree, but they're selling a brand. Well, they need a blue blood. Duke, I'll ask it. Is Duke going to win the ACC? They may. That's not going to get them into the number one seed. I'm just saying. It's not getting them a one. I'm rooting for Marquette now. I'm fine with Marquette. I don't dislike Shaka, but I'm just saying. I'd like to see Shaka win it all at Marquette. Wouldn't that be a kick in the head? No, not really. I'd be happy for Shaka. Now, Chris Beard to win a natty at Ole Miss. (laughs) I may not enjoy that. But Shaka was a good dude. Shaka is a good guy. Just under... I don't know. He just didn't win the conference. Didn't win. Couldn't get it. It's a hard ask to to beat Kansas and and at the time to beat Texas. And remember, you know, Texas now has a brand new arena. He was working with an old ass arena before NIL. You know, now if you're Texas and you got a brand new basketball facility and NIL money, you ought to be winning ball games at the top of the conference. But Shaka didn't have all that. Okay. So neither did anybody else. Well, nobody else had nil money. No, but they didn't have a forty-year-old arena. Oh, nobody feels bad for no. I agree. UT because their arena's a little but that, aged. That is not a traditional basketball school. Now that I agree with. And Shaka did what he could there. He couldn't get the corner turned, and couldn't be consistently in the top ten. And that's what it would have taken to stay. That's the expectations down there. Are they unreal? Sure, they are. But are they but, unreal? Not now. Well, not with NIL. Unreal. With NIL and the brand new arena, it shouldn't be. Yeah, so we're talking about Lawrence. Did, did uh, a, a, a football schedule floated through? Did you see one now. yet? No, I I'm seen. wondering if that was one that was just bogus or if it no, was I a seen any for else. real football schedule no, for two years from now. Not this this yeah. coming one, but the, the the next one. I haven't seen it because they're out after this year, right? I got one yeah, more. One more. I, I think I saw a 2024. Yeah, I think that's all. You know, guessing. It may be. That may yeah. be what that was. I tell yeah. you what, though, if that was the schedule, I'm not so sure. Well, it's going to be a. It's going to be a, t- a difficult. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a difficult. How's road. it going to be a weak schedule? It's not going to be weak. It's not. There's yeah. nothing weak about and, it. And they had Michigan like opening up the year. Yeah, you got Michigan. You're still going to have OU on the schedule. Yes, that's not going away. No, and. You know, A&M. You're probably going to have A&M well, every they, they, year. On this schedule, it yeah. had A&M. Yeah, you're probably going to have A&M. So how's it going to be an easy schedule? I didn't say it was going to be yeah. easy. I'm just saying it looked very this year, challenging. they got to go to Alabama. So it's Have a, fun with that. Yeah. They remember. Yeah, so, no, it's just – but at the same time, I think Texas is about to a point where they can compete. I didn't say win. I said compete. Well, you're not going to get any better quarterbacks than you've got in the last two rounds, so – We'll you got Ewers, you got Manning. If you can't win with them. Well, but is that the type of quarterback that wins now? We're going to find out. Yeah. We're about to find Ewers cut off the mullet, huh? Yeah. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. The mullet was a good look? It was his trademark. The mullet's not a good look. All right, we've got to take a break. i got to get on the phone. Robert Cochran coming up next. We're going to talk basketball, former Leopard coach, now the big man at Winsboro. He's going to join us next, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan, 1079.
Welcome back. 29 till 6, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan 1079. And uh, we will jump right on the old phone this afternoon because joining us live from uh, somewhere hanging around San Antonio is uh, former Liberty Isle Leopard, now Winsboro Red Raiders uh, girls basketball coach, Robert Cochran, who's uh, getting ready for yet another state semifinal game tomorrow night and uh, first of all it's great to talk to you again sir it's good to talk to you guys uh always love visiting with y'all miss you guys miss Texaco and miss the sports scene there but able to keep up with it with how things are online now but definitely miss you guys well we had a conversation at the top of the show today as we were uh, you know kind of teasing that you were coming on and of course, we had you on back in January. You got uh, your your historic win back then, and so we're trying to think about as as your induction to somebody's Hall of Fame, whether it's the uh, state coaches, whether it's the uh, national basketball, whatever it is that we're, we're Springfield, it'll be Springfield, yeah, that wherever it's going to be, that we're trying to figure out where you're going to throw in there. Co-host of Leaving the Yard, is it early in the introduction of you, or is it later in the introduction? That's when I'll, I'll let everybody know. I finally picked up some sage and wisdom when I joined you guys, and it uh, <laughs> elevated my career to give me a little bit of uh, a credential from just an old idiot coach. To, uh, he, he, he at least can talk about baseball and football and some other things, but uh, I don't know if he can coach basketball or not, but who cares? He, he can talk about other sports. See, he didn't say it. He didn't answer yeah. where it was that he won there that's why <laughs> right at the top yeah. at the top yeah. all right i'm listening for that when it happens yeah, i just want you to know i'm doing this whole interview while i'm on the phone and not a view <laughs> from your days of uh you know, when you're on with us so uh he's multitasking i'm on the phone right now just clicking on things randomly <laughs> for this evening or something <laughs> You got DraftKings going and fans and everything else going. I, I, I do miss those good old days and, or the, the random text that comes through telling you about, especially this time of year, what football coaches leaving here and who's going there and, and all that. I've had calls today. Uh, you know, if, if this is a fun time of year, whether it's people getting jobs, some of your friends getting jobs, or now I'm getting old enough that people call and tell me they're retiring and you know anybody good to take my spot. So that's that's how I've come full circle, I guess, in this thing. Well, that's why, actually why we were calling you, because we're retiring if you know anybody to take our spot. I, I, I want the new Boston girls job. I need a recommendation. I, <laughs> I'll see if you can give me a wreck on that. <laughs> so. I'll see what I can do to help. And they, they've got some good kids over there. They, I know they won district there this year, and Michael, I think, coached both groups, and he's done a good job. And you, people forget, me and uh, Coach Hawkins were talking about this last night, but when he got his start in the mid-'90s, New Boston girls were rocking and rolling, and he talked about a couple of wars he had with them. And, you know, they've been, they've been, they had a few years where they went down, but they're, I think they're trending back up, and that, that's been a proud and story program with boys basketball winning in 84, 85, somewhere in there, and then, they had a good run of girls basketball as well a few different times. So, so why can't he keep doing both? I don't understand. Why, why does he want to only concentrate on one now? Well, I, to be honest with you, the way Texas does their playoffs, and, and just knowing Michael Hood and having to talk with him, there was a chance we would play him. For one, uh, a guy like me, I might if he's coaching the boys, you get to the third round, I may make him flip nights where he's always at the same time as the girls at the same time. So you would I mean, do, but I know gamesmanship. Eh? He, I know he was trying to balance playing on a Monday night a girls game, having to play on a boys night a Tuesday game, and I was get, sending him some film and telling him what I knew about a certain team if he played them, and then he's got to turn around and do the same thing with boys. And if you're doing it right, that's that's already a full time job, and, and and Michael Hill does because he loves kids and cares cares about kids and cares about ball but that that gets to be a full plate yeah i you can know. imagine i was you know that especially if you're successful yeah, yeah. all yeah. right well my question is uh you you've had to watch some film on uh fairfield versus rice i don't know what rice is uh i thought they played the owls i, I didn't know uh what did rice do to make a game 
of that? Well, Fairfield was up 25, and what Rice has is Rice has one kid that's going to be a phenomenal player. She's a Division One kid, and and just to be honest with you, Fairfield, Fairfield, the game was never in doubt. They were still up 16 with two minutes to go, but Rice had a kid that scored about 12 in the last minute and a half of the game, and uh, she, she's a special player. Uh, but Fairfield was in total control of the game, and I can't find a game in the last two months where Fairfield's had a competitive game, so thirty going to the second half. Jeez. Yeah, that's you, you, you didn't pull any of that yeah, Buffalo so. film, did you? No, I, I didn't. And we've had a few games like that, so I know how that is. So luckily, we played them last year, obviously in the state championship game. We're familiar with them, and I, I mean, they still got the the two best players the twins are back for their senior year one's going to UNLV one's going to North Texas and to be honest both are good enough to play Big 12 uh, different schools at SEC Uh, I think they want to go somewhere where they can make a big time impact right away and they're going to do that Uh, and they've got five really good players but two that are Division 1 players so you know what that means in a 3A high school game we've got one Division 1 player and then we've got a bunch of kids that can play ball and and get after it but you know they're gonna they got 5'11 6 foot and when there's video of a girl dunking it with two hands and you know you're gonna play her tomorrow uh, we played her last year we know what we're, we're in for but we also, you know, we expect to win the game, and we're going to get after them and do do what we do. And you guys know what that is, and hopefully give ourselves a chance like we did last year. Just this time, make seven or eight threes instead of four or five threes like we did, you know, last year. We didn't shoot the ball particularly well, and a lot of times you say, "Well, that's what the other team does." Our post player played so well last year, had twenty five points. They had to start doubling and tripling. We were getting wide open looks, and, and we normally shoot it pretty good. As you know, we shot it in the playoffs, and we just we're going to have to do that tomorrow. We got to make seven or eight threes. But I think uh, Tony, you know me a long time, Chuck, known you. I've never had a team. I think in our last twelve games, uh, eleven of those twelve, we've made ten or more threes. We've been pretty consistent shooting the three. So we got we got to do some cleaning up of some of that so people know what we're talking about. Number one, your Winsboro girls won their region this past weekend. Number two. They're taking on Fairfield, a team that beat you in the state championship last year, this time in the state semifinals tomorrow night. Uh, and, and you're throwing out the fact that there's a bunch of players on, Fair, on Fairfield that are pretty darn good. But a year ago in the game that you guys lost in the state championship, they couldn't hit a free throw to save their lives. And and this is the old adage. We, con- we constantly have these conversations and, and why schools like yours want to play tough competition to have competitive close games to simulate that. And I threw out the name Buffalo. They beat Buffalo seventy-eight to nothing this year. When you're playing those kinds of games, there's no pressure on you. It gets real pressured when it's fifty-one forty-nine in the state championship game, and you got to make free throws. And I'm assuming that's going to be the goal again this year no, for you. It is, and you know, Tony asked about the game Saturday, and that's the thing that happened Saturday that was combined with the kid from Rice scoring a bunch of points. Is they went one of one of ten. Uh, in the last two minutes of the game. But what is crazy is I've got 17, 18 different games of stats on them, and they shoot it at about a 65% clip normally. But there's two games that were competitive and close at the end where they don't shoot it well, and obviously they didn't shoot it well from the free throw line last year in our game. So obviously we hope that's something that continues. Uh, but we're not going to try to depend on that. What we're hoping is we have a five- or six-point lead. We've been really good at and we get – the last four or five minutes of the game, it's resembled some of the older Winsboro teams that we can play fast, but we can also slow it down, pull it out, and hold the ball and either take a layup or shoot free throws. And it's kind of what we did Saturday. It's kind of what we did Friday night. And and also to piggyback off what you said, Chuck, the one thing we did is I've always played a tough schedule, but this year is by far the toughest schedule I've ever played. And we tried to get eight games that we knew were playing somebody better in Fairfield because we knew that's who we'd have to beat this year. And we played Tuffell, and at the time they were number one in the state. We played Braswell, and when I say number one in the state, number one state in 6A, and they're at the 6A state tournament. Same thing with Braswell. We played John Paul, who's going to win the 6A TAP state championship. Uh, we, we played a gauntlet of teams that as good as teams as we could find and play. And, and you know what? We, we took a few beatings. Uh, one thing, and we've suffered through some injuries. Our, our second best player tore ACL in the Christmas tournament, and 
believe it or not, in a few of those games, we actually found the lineup that was good for us in a game that we were down by 25 and trying to, you know, get you, lift yourself through it with a couple kids hurt. And we ended up finding ourselves another player that contributed on the varsity and finding a lineup that was really good for us that turned into a pressing lineup where we can really get it up and down the court. So, um, you know, what you're talking about in, in the schedule of play, I know we played a really tough schedule. And, and while Fairfield is the defending state champion and they're really good, they're not the best thing that we will have played this year. And that will serve us well tomorrow if we're to have success. Part of what you talk about there with the scheduling and all also results in a record that ends up getting you paired in the semifinals. I'm assuming that didn't really matter to you, whether you were going to see them in the finals or the semis. No, and, and Coach Hawkins even mentioned, he says it's probably better for you to see them in the semis. And Coach Hawkins is, of course, Buddy Hawkins that won three state championships here that is in the TABC, TABC Hall of Fame. And just to tell y'all a story that y'all will remember, uh, the last time I played a schedule like this was 2010 at Liberty Isle. Our final record was 32-8. and eight. We lost our last game over the Christmas holidays by about 30 to a North Little Rock team that won the state championship. This year's team at Winsboro lost their last game by about 30 to Argyle over the Christmas holidays. Uh, and it didn't. We know we're going to have to beat them, and it doesn't matter if in the semifinals or finals. We knew we had to get this group battle-tested, and we had to get them used to playing – some teams that are just very athletic, very long, because that's what we're going to see tomorrow. And, and we did accomplish that goal. And this, this team does remind me of, of the 2010 team I had with Monty Wright, Charday Collins, Bianca Ganner, Skylar Robinson, and some of those kids that when we played a murderer's row and about Christmas, everybody said, well, they're not as good as they have been. Well, we're playing people we could play. And same thing here this year, come Christmas holidays, and we're 11 and 8 or 12 and 8. People are like, man, y'all are struggling. And I, you all along it's who we're playing not how we're playing and it actually has served us well and you know you're right Tony it doesn't matter because I, I tell you that story about 2010 because we had to beat the number one team the number two team the number three team and the number four team the last four games we played tomorrow we have to beat the number one team in the state we do that we'll have a chance to beat anybody we play Saturday uh, and we're gonna here's what I know I'll give y'all straight up talk we're the only team that can beat Fairfield and we know that we were down two with three minutes to go last year. We just got to be a little bit better than we were last year, and we have been the last 15 games. And we got to find a way to get it done tomorrow. And at that point, we can win the game Saturday. We'll still have to go out and play. It's going to be somebody really good. But we've had three good days of preparation for Fairfield. You just hope you go out and you play your best game when it matters the most. And that's what we got to do tomorrow. You know, you had four seniors that graduated a year ago. You got five on this team this year. You've had some really good senior leadership in this this last couple of years at Winsboro. They fell a little short of that last season. Are, are you really kind of counting on these five seniors to be the ones that are going to, you know, not necessarily on the court, but maybe in the locker room before this game tomorrow night, that they're going to be the ones that kind of make this thing happen? Yeah, you know, those saying the haze in the barn, and it is. We have no more practice. We have to go out and play. But our seniors have been phenomenal. And someone asked me yesterday, what are these seniors done? What do they mean to you? Well, it's more than even what they mean to me. We came in together. This is my fourth year here. Winsboro hadn't been to the state tournament in eight years uh, before the seniors got onto the high school campus. But they restored the legacy of Winsboro Lady Raider basketball that the community and the expectation is you're going to the state tournament. And if you don't, it's not been the kind of year you want to have. And it's easy to say, hard to do, especially as a coach. You don't want to put that kind of pressure on yourself. But yet again, if you have the kind of kids we have that put everything into it and work, you, you really do. And that's what these kids have done. They've reestablished the mindset, the expectation. Our community expected us to win last Saturday. And we're playing a very good Chapel Hill team. And that's a lot of pressure. Well, you know what? Those kids embrace that pressure, especially those five seniors. And you know, there was actually the Friday night game. We were down at half and said, you know, we can – in 45 minutes we can go in here and all cry together and you can cry yourself to sleep tonight or you can suck it up, find a way. And I, one of our seniors, and she's not our best player, but she's our best leader, says, we ain't going and crying about nothing, because we're going to go out here and play the best half of basketball we've ever played and we're going to win. we got more business to handle. And – I've coached long enough, and there's kids that say that, you know, they can't back it up. These kids can, and, and they did that. We played 
end up winning by 20 that night and won by 20 the next day. And that's something I've never done at a regional tournament, win both games by 20. But it is. It, it's on the leadership of these seniors. And some of it's verbal. A lot of it is the way they go about their business every day. Our best player is a senior, our post player. But the kid that said that is a guard. She scores two points a game. But we had to play about 10 games without her. And I can tell you, we played without her. We scored about 45 points a game. We play with her. We score about 65 points a game. That's how big a difference she makes in just running the show, handling the ball, and nobody else has to get out of position. And, Tony, I know you know what that means when you've got a kid that can get the ball to the spots it needs to get. We're just so much better. And that kid has been this, and her name's Shanda Davis. And she literally at halftime, she said that last week, and I went and had a seat, and we scored <laughs> the first 14 points in the third quarter. and went on about ourselves and she reminded me at the end of that game now you just sit over there and let us handle our business you, you can count on us and you know I've coached long enough it's it's rare that kids can talk the talk walk the walk but these kids are that invested and it's no guarantee we win tomorrow but I can tell you this it's not going to be because of the lack of their leadership or lack of them doing the things that it takes to win a game so now, Coach, uh, one of the things I love about your being at Winsboro, down at 3A, they turned the school out. I love the fact that they just said, everybody load up, go to San Antonio. What kind of difference does that make when you've got the whole community behind you? We played Friday night at 6 o'clock in Prosper last week. And... Uh, we played at 7.30, so we got there a little late, and they, you go through the tunnel now in all these big schools, so we come out, and you haven't seen the crowd, we come out, and the whole side of Prosper's a 6A arena, and there's probably 1,500, 1,700 people from Winsboro there sitting there. And like you said, they've already turned out school. Matter of fact, Blake Worley's our baseball coach. They've moved a baseball tournament down here around this area, and everybody from baseball to cheer, there are, we, we went and had a little workout at the Alamo Dome and we just walked in our hotel 30 minutes ago and we walk in and there's yet another little group sitting down there waiting for it to give the girls a little clap and cheer when they come in the hotel it, it means everything it, the, the community stops and revolves around Winsboro Lady Raider basketball this time of year and I, I'm blessed to be a part of it I remember trying to beat it and I got a better idea what I was trying to beat now it's not just the five kids on the court it's the guy all the guys at the coffee shop it's all the the moms that have come and decorated the room and they make a meal for every game we play there's treats there's and it's every girl that's ever played they they're down here and they got their kids down here i think every kid in our seventh and eighth grade and our jv is already down here with their parents i mean it's a it's an event and like you said they've canceled school the next two days and Everyone will be down here rooting them on, and you know what? And next year, we'll have to replace five seniors, but come about February, they're going to expect, well, Coach, I need to go and get my hotel rooms where we're staying at this year, you know, and it's going to be a whole lot harder to do, but that is the expectation, and it is so, so cool about small-town community that just, and they do, they support everything, but when it comes to the girls' basketball around here, they are fanatical about it. Right. As some would say, you know, they, tell me I went to a cult when I went to A&M. Some have said the same thing. This girls' basketball around here is like a cult. Everybody shows up and everybody's a part, but it's something you're really proud to be a part of, I'll say that. Robert Cochran joining us. Do you get nervous anymore? No. And that's good. I've got a couple of kids, a couple of my seniors in last year's game. We're playing in the regional final. We're best player fouls out in the third quarter. We got two kids hurt, and we were playing with people we played with, and we're down 10 points about two minutes ago. And we get through all that, and one of our kids said, Coach, you never were nervous? I said, The blessing, it's good and bad. I'm officially old. I won every game I could ever win as far as state football, state basketball. So you're, you're blessed and fortunate, and I'm officially old. I get more joy out of watching these kids having success and win than I do winning the game. So I'm able to coach the game and not think anything about, well, we're in a bind here. We're, you've done it long enough. And as a, as a young person, when I was young and a kid, I hated that people said you have to have experience, and experience matters and experience wins. But I'll sure tell you, boy, it's a whole lot easier when you're always under control and you're not worried and you know the game's still – a long game, you don't get nervous. Where's what I get nervous about, Chuck? If I have to go into a locker room and I got a bunch of crying girls upset because they lost their last game. That's really the only thing that makes me nervous. Other than that, the game, you know, every game I watch, I coach in my mind anyway, whether it's my team or what I'm watching. 
So I'm actually able to enjoy it and just make what I think is the right decision. Obviously, it doesn't mean it always is, but you guys know I'm comfortable enough. I don't worry about it. I don't. Uh, Saturday, when we're in the championship game, we, there's two girls leading guard for 32 minutes. And in the first quarter, they made five threes. Well, they finished the game with five threes, but you can imagine what some of our fans thought about the five threes in the first quarter is we have nobody standing within 10 feet of them and we're guarding the other two players. And my younger self, I probably would have said, go ahead and got nervous and worried and did what the fans want me to do as opposed to now. I know what gives us the best chance to win the game. And we'll pick and choose and we'll do some things that are different defensively and we'll do some of that tomorrow. You know, they got two phenomenal players, but I don't get nervous about it, don't get worried about it. I get worried about having to answer these girls if we can't find a way to win our last one because they pour so much into it. Coach, we appreciate you. Uh, you guys on TV tomorrow? They are having on the NFHS. You know, if we, if we were there, we'd be talking about baseball and why they're not going to be able to meet their salary come after the All-Star break and why this is going to change because Valley Sports is all those entities that went bankrupt. That's where the state championship games and the state tournament games used to be. They'll be carried on NFHS now. And I know there's enough people from football to basketball, if you pay your $8 subscription, you can watch those games on that uh I got no love for them, and, and I, I'm glad your games are on, and I'm, I'm glad people have the chance. But I got no love for NFHS. I'm with you, Chuck. I'm, I'm with you. And, and matter of fact, we played Friday night, and I think 20 different people from Winsboro want to have a word with NFHS because their feed went down I'm... from a 6A high school at Prosper, Texas, uh... and couldn't get internet and yeah, I'm with you, and UAL is big enough business now. Uh, we need to have a quick term fix, which we all know they're going through transition and change, but it's a big enough product between football, basketball, baseball, and the other sports. We need to get a home for the state championships, and I'm, I'm with you. It doesn't need to be in FHS. No, it does not. And, and for another day probably. No, you're right, and and at some point in time, Bally or have to come in and, and actually fill the void that's left here but whatever it's it's a nightmare and it's uil and it's all you ever say you just shake your head and go it's uil that's what it is anyway yeah robert cochran I, I, I really appreciate you guys having me man hey, uh, i gotta say one thing for you, one go, thing go ahead uh, I, I don't know if chop's listening to you guys but i just found out why i've been on the phone with you guys that our good friend chop kims buchanan lost his wife yesterday yes. i just want to send my condolences to him his family and I just found that out while I was on the phone with you obviously I want to make a call to him but uh, you know what he means to me I know he's close with you guys and uh, but this time I just want to send my condolences and heartfelt prayers out to him and his family and the Liberty Isle community because you know Chop is Liberty Isle I went to school there and you know what I think of him and what I think of his family but I wanted to make sure and say that uh, before I got off here yeah, I appreciate we, you guys we had talked about at the beginning Vanessa passed away Monday actually and so um, no it's it's been a it's okay. been a rough couple of days but uh, we certainly are sharing the, the same sentiment because we all love him a bunch and uh, love that family and, and uh, wish them well I'm going to let you go you got to alright we'll try to get after and touch base with you you, well, you better. We 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 want to see uh, we want to see you hoisting that uh, that second championship now. Well, I hope that happens. All right, we, we'll try to make it happen. And then right and then right below, co-host leaving the yard, two-time state champion on that Hall of Fame thing. No, right above, right above, uh, co-host leaving the yard, and, <laughs> and right below, right champion. right below that, two-time state champion. Yeah, good luck, Robert. There we go. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Y'all have a good Okay. All right. There you go. Robert Cochran. Actually in San Antonio. They're playing tomorrow. I think tomorrow afternoon, isn't it? Uh, you should have asked him. But uh, either way, taking time out to put up with us, we appreciate him doing so. It's because we love him. Yeah. Big, big ball game tomorrow. He's got, like I said, defending state champion. He mentioned the Bracken sisters. They play at 130 yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, he didn't mention it this year. He talked about it last year. Tony Brackens, former uh, defensive lineman, University of Texas NFL player. His daughters are are the bigs. Yes. Yeah, kind of. Th- what was Tony? About 6'7", 6'8", yeah, six, something six, like that? 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, Whatever. Seven. But anyway, big man had yeah. tall daughters. And, yeah. Uh, they're basketball players. Yes. Playing at that 3A school. Yes, at Fairfield. Yeah. Well, anyway. 
They've seen him before, and yeah. and don't don't uh, feel bad for Robert. Yeah. Faith Ackers can play basketball. Yeah. He he's got one himself. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, it's a one thirty game tomorrow afternoon. If they get through that and survive, they play I think ten o'clock Saturday morning in the state championship. So we've got our fingers crossed, and we're wishing him the best. All right, we're about out of time. I'm going to have to move some stuff around because I blew right through a break. But it, not that big a deal. Blew through a break. I blew through a break. Well, when you have Cochran on live from San You don't Antonio, bump Robert Cochran. You don't Cochran. mess with Cochran. You don't do that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we remind folks, don't forget, tomorrow morning, uh, Kirk and Company. Yes. Uh, usually, Chops Day, obviously, he's not going to be with us. But uh, I've called in the boy. The boy. Grayson Kirk, I think, is going to join us. We're going to talk uh, – are the Bucks the best team in the NBA? Ooh. How come I didn't get a call for this? Uh, he watches them. <laughs> wow. You follow them. That's how that's of, uh, uh, Europe. I oh, think you're sending out a Croatia bounces a signal oh, to you. Oh, no, 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 no. I watch them. No. Legally? I didn't say that. I said I watch them. <laughs> anyway, we're out of time. Don't forget, uh, tomorrow on the show, James Bramlett's going to be in here. That'll be 5.30 tomorrow afternoon. Former mayor sitting down with us. I want to thank Robert Cochran so much for taking a couple of minutes to join us on the eve of a uh, state semifinal ball game. And uh, we wish you guys a great rest of your afternoon. We'll be back tomorrow, 5 o'clock. We'll do it one more time this week. What the heck? Leave in the yard. Zach and the Professor. Live from the fan, 107.9. You guys have a great evening. Did you know there are 52 Arkansas State Parks? Yep, one for every week of the year. Not that we expect you to visit all 52 state parks in a year, but you could if you wanted to, starting this week. So whether you like to hike, canoe, swim, fish, or...